0: To begin. Are you watching closely? To begin. Clytus, I'm bored. How to start. What plaything can you offer me today?
1: In Life Itself, a memoir, Roger Ebert begins. I was born inside the movie of my life.
0: I was born a poor black child.
1: The visuals were before me. I was born in it. The audio surrounded me. Molded by it. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie but it continues to entertain me. We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Welcome to the first syllable. This week's episode is going to mostly be clips from this week's, that is, the Minute 23 episode of The Groundhog Day Project Minute by Minute. Though this show won't normally have guests, probably These clips include, the guest for that show, Austin Pryor, host of Malkovich Malkovich Minute Minute. We got into a discussion, in pieces, about my screenplay idea. But before we get to that clip, how about a note from the notes file? If he dies, yeah, it resets, but not until midnight, and that means being dead for however long, and when you've got nothing to think about but being dead, time feels really slow. Really, really slow. And it hurts. And you don't feel right when you come back. And before you ask, I don't know what comes after. There's no bright light at the end of the tunnel for me. Because that assumes higher ups. And anybody higher up has got to be aware of this loop. But is the lack of light good or bad? Anyway, the clips. The parts that I already kind of know. Yeah, I had a very specific vision of the first scene. Mm. And... I'm gonna do a sort of behind the scenes discussion of this stuff and I think one of the first ones I'll do is discussing that specific vision of what is that opening scene nice yeah yeah that show will be called the first syllable because the title of the time loop is the last syllable of recorded time, which is a line from Macbeth. okay that is really it's in the speech uh, that most people just quote the sound and fury
0: line right yeah 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 I was just gonna say the last syllable of recorded time that's a really good line. What writer are you <laughs> that must be a good writer oh it's just, it's Shakespeare yeah here he's good,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and no one's used that line because they always go for sound in the fury. Sound a fury signifying nothing. Yeah, because that's exciting. I don't want exciting. I want like a 24 4 indie movie that just happens to be an <laughs> existential <laughs> nightmare about a time loop.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so there's all this understructure where I know exactly how long the time loop is, which is the question I hate when we talk about Groundhog Day. Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. And the point of mine is that it matters.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're getting into the world building and the technicalities. And
1: then when you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so And so I want to play with some of the complaints I have. Like I complained many a time in my blog about Danny Rubin's voiceover that he had in the original draft ground mm. day. I'm going to do voiceover.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's flaccid sloppy writing. And <laughs> God help you if you use voiceover in your work, my friends. God help you. It's flaccid, sloppy writing. Any idiot can write voiceover narration to explain the thoughts of a character.
1: Because I don't want to start at the beginning of the loop. Yeah. The end of the loop is the point of my story. Yeah. Because there's this existential thing where he doesn't know what's going to happen when the countdown finishes. Yeah, yeah. The loop keeps getting shorter. With this, basically, the notion is that for voiceover is because since he's in the middle loop, he already knows everyone. Yeah, yeah. And so when he's involved, he'll tell us who they are. He'll tell us why he doesn't want to talk to them. Yeah. He's not going to punch people like Phil does. Yeah. yeah, He's more civil because this is set in the present. Mm. He has access to the internet. So he's going to reference other time loop things like Groundhog Day because he's of like, I, lo- I watched him. Yeah. Yeah. I needed ideas. Yeah. And so it's going to get very complicated with him referencing things that the audience might not get. People obsessive about time loop things or Groundhog Day might not get. I might put a joke in there that I'm the only one who gets it Yeah, because I want him to have things that he knows and doesn't even consider that you don't understand. Of
0: course. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would have a lot of in-jokes with, you, with just yourself if you spend right. much time with yourself and that other people are much more
1: kind of... They're not going to remember yeah. his jokes. So he's his audience. And then I'm like, he has to be able to track his time loops, but I want it to be slightly obscure where we don't get it at first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whatever methods he's using. Yeah,
1: and I know what that system is, and I might do an episode about that on the first syllable. I'm like, I want to steal things from every time I have to watch all the time loop movies again, and I've watched a (laughs) lot of them.
0: (laughs) Any excuse.
1: This time, I'm going to take specific note of things I can steal, and like, I was watching. We'll go into time loop of the week here.
0: Right. Most of life is just junk. It's it's filler,
1: Mm. and then
0: there's these moments when all the randomness turns into something perfect. Like life's dropping all the bullshit for a second to show us how amazing it could be all the time, if it wanted to.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe we're supposed to become like better people. No, I honestly don't even know how that could be possible.
0: Remember, think about it. We must miss so many of them. All those tiny perfect things are just poof, gone, lost forever. But not today.
1: That is a disturbingly inspirational idea, Mark. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect day. You couldn't have planned it like this.
0: Well, you can. It just takes an awful lot of work. Time.
1: Time. The last revision is what counts, apparently. Time.
0: What if we found Time. them all? All the perfect things in this Time. one town, Time. in this one day, we could collect them.
1: I was watching 12.01 PM and there's this bit where he's sort of starting to explain what's going on. She's like, well, I certainly wouldn't want to have the problem you're having. He's like, well, you can say that again. Yeah. And she says, well, I certainly wouldn't want to have the problem you're having. And yeah. it's like this Zucker level joke.
0: It is. That's, and I'm like, I love it. I really like that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, she's just being funny. She's and just being funny. And he's just like, that's a fucked up thing to do to me. Is it put me in a little loop? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you knew yeah. how nasty that is
1: spoilers for a script I haven't even written yet. (laughs) This is sort of the tone I want mine to take is that this bounce is going to go on. Yeah. But my version, it's shrinking. Oh, every day is a minute shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And so it has a finite amount of time. And that means the lead can contemplate what happens at the end of it. Is this this the end of the universe? Yeah. Yeah. Or the end of me doctor who did a shrinking time loop at uh,
0: new year's um, well
1: they've gone to the end of time as well in doctor who well, they have also like the well, end yeah, of
0: yeah the end of everything but their christmas special or their new year's day special or whatever mm, was yeah. like yeah it, the time loop is shorter every iteration but yeah sorry we've kind of skipped ahead and not even re- introduced 1201
1: pm so i mean it's very simple because the loop is an hour He's just going out to his lunch break as it starts. Mm-hmm. So as it starts, it's a very nice little film. He goes into a park. He's nervous about talking to a woman on a bench and then finally gets to talk to her. Yeah. And then he's a little tense as that conversation goes on. And we kind of figure out as he's trying to explain it, this is not going to last because he keeps looking at the clock. Yeah. And he finally tells her that no matter how this goes, it all ends in two minutes. And then it's yeah. the end of the hour and it jumps back an hour. So at one, one o'clock, it's jumping back to 1201 maybe i need to play with this is that in this movie he doesn't have time he specifies how many times the loop is gone yeah and it's few my version would be like multiple loops in. he's like this is the person right here who believes me every time yeah and so like and whenever he needs a conversation he sits with them yeah yeah and then he's got those people who's like no matter what i say she doesn't believe yeah him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't
0: even talk to that one yeah it's like i'm done
1: that's great he knows who's easy to seduce and who isn't that kind of thing my twist is that his attempt to seduce the woman who's actually a main character fails. Right. And I have a specific reason why. I've already got an idea of how that scene goes. Okay. But yeah. then she's going to remain a main character because for some reason, she's the person who believes him.
0: Right, right. Every so, time. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be platonic. A couple of different thoughts I I'm, I'm want to pin down now. One is like, yeah, it's just like, I guess I was going to say to you, how are you going to do your film with like, given what a low hit rate there is of good time loop movies. Mm-hmm. maybe you tolerate them
1: a bit more than you i make think. it eccentric and weird
0: yeah but also you're <laughs> you're going to be taking this kind of comprehensive look at the genre so you're going to be playing mm-hmm. with the genre and the tropes of it as well and
1: yeah and we come into the story he's already done all the tropes yes.
0: he'll have flashbacks okay. where he tells
1: you what they were
0: yeah yeah and how he got here yeah yeah
1: because i but i want to come into the story near the end yeah so that he has a reason to be like talking about this and he talks right to the camera and okay
0: yeah, yeah. Very, very
1: 90s. So it's it's going to be a weird time loop because we're not experiencing it in order.
0: Oh. Where is. he did. Okay. So we're a bit eternal sunshine, nonlinear then as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The other thought I had was like, maybe a good way to make a version of this would be a gender swap. Yeah. Because I think there's just a lot of, we are now much more aware as a society of how shitty it is for women to have men hitting on them in all these different scenarios and all these different situations when they just want to go about their day and, and and how widespread it is. And just like men slowly realizing he said, what, and how many times does this happened to you? You know, it's like, this is insane. And then, <laughs> you know, the kind of examination of like, yikes, I was kind of that guy, you know, and the, the self-reflexive, well, hopefully self-reflective that, like if you made this movie now, I think you'd have to start with a gender swap and then see, I, and I, I'd be interested to see what other changes you would have to kind of
1: make. Or you do what other ones do is change genre completely so that you can just do other things. Because now time loop is shorthand. We know what it means. Yeah. Jump so off. So you
0: can go and make it a heist movie now that involves mm-hmm. the time loop. Or you can go and do a, yep. yeah, do um, an existential examination and make it a time loop or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so then it comes down to structure of the story you're trying to tell. Yeah. And I don't want to hit into... No. I want to hit as many of the tropes as I can. Yeah. But hit them like in a, a, At an oblique like angle, like lampshading, commenting. Yeah. These are problems. Yeah. But they are part of the story. You want to Ryan Johnson that shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Subvert expectations
1: by giving you exactly what you expect.
0: Ah! <laughs> the double flip back subversion. That's the trick.
1: Yeah. And that's how you use the voiceover is the voiceover doesn't tell you what the story is. Yeah. The voiceover tells you what you don't know. Hmm. And can't now most voiceovers in modern movies are the beginning of the movie, maybe the end and they're brief and they're wastes of time Mm, mm. because we don't need them. If we can't figure out who your main character is and what's going on in your world in context, you didn't do your job well enough. Yes. Or you need to make voiceover part of the story. Okay. So that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Okay. It's his ability to talk to us is the same as his ability to like talk to himself is like keep track of the things he knows. The, uh, it's a past stuff that dreams are made of.
0: of You're still here? It's over, Johnny. It's over? It's over.
1: Nothing is over! Go home. Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Go.